Amen. Appreciate that, y'all. Thank you, Stacy, and praise team and orchestra and all of you. Appreciate all of you. So good to so good to be here with you. Hope that you have had a good holiday season. Hope that you were able to enjoy it with family and friends and was able to to travel and do the things that, that you wanted to do as a family. Hope that the uh, restrictions and limitations that we know we have on us didn't hinder much of it and that you were able to, to see those that um, probably really wanted to see you. If you've got your Bible this morning, I want to invite you to turn with me over to the book of 1 Corinthians. This year, we want to, we want to start with the end in sight. And you say, what do you... What do you mean by that? This year, here we are, we, we're beginning a brand new year. We're beginning our uh, new ministry year anyway. I know for many of you, I said this last week, tomorrow's work. For some of you, you're like, I'm just headed back to work or I'm headed to school tomorrow, Tuesday, or whenever school starts for you. But for us, for me, I look at it, it's brand new. This is fresh. There's, there's absolutely nothing you can do about the whole year 2020, 365 days of absolute chaos. It started, it started just like this, though. It started with, with dreams and, and visions and aspirations and anticipation. And there was all of that excitement going into 2020, just like it is going into this year. So this year, most of us, we, we hope that we don't have to look back any. But church, for us as, as believers, you know, um, we know what our end is. We know what the final outcome for us as believers. We know what, what happens. We don't know all the details. We don't know what crossing from this side of, of eternity over into the, the, the glory where God is. We don't know exactly what all the, all the ins and outs of it are like. But we know that it is coming. The Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die. And then there's going to be a judgment. And at that moment, our life will flash before us. All of our, our thoughts, our, everything we did, the things we, we took part in, all of it. We're going, to, we're going to be judged based off of this life that we're living now. And you know, um, with that... As the outcome of every believer, we should be desiring to run as well as we possibly can. We should, we should desire to live our lives in such a way that is so pleasing to God. And here's the thing, we're going to mess up. We're going to fall flat on our face, we're going to fall in potholes, the snares are going to come, the trips, the landmines, all the tricks that Satan has, they're going to continue to, to be thrown at us, and, and we're going to fall sometimes. We're going to mess up sometimes. We're going to do things that, hindsight, we're going to look back and we're going to, we're going to say, how in the world did I believe, or how did in the world did I get myself into this? Because we're human. And God realizes that. We're all human. We're all capable of doing things that we know just isn't right. But do we, do we just, do we, do we say, look, I'm a human and I'm going to mess up, so I'm just going to accept that. I'm a human. I'm going to mess up. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to, I'm going to think bad things and do bad things. My, I have a sin. 
structure, so I'm just going to let that dictate who I am. Guys, we can't do that. As Christians, we cannot do that. We can't just let. We, we don't let sin happen so grace may abound. We don't, we don't sin more so that God will lavish more goodness on top of us. We don't do that as believers. That's not who we are. We don't, we don't wake up and intentionally run toward a life of sin and a life of error and, and attitudes and thoughts and decisions and things that we know is wrong. We just don't do that. We're going to find ourselves making some bad decisions and some wrong decisions and some foolish decisions and whatever word you want to put on it, poor decisions, childish decisions. We're going to do all that, but we know that as believers, we have a God who loves us and is merciful and is gracious, but we don't, we don't, I've thought a lot about today, a lot, you just don't realize how much thinking about today. Report cards are coming. Report cards are coming for every one of us as believers. Grades are coming. You remember when you was in school, you get progress reports or report cards? I didn't ever got progress reports. That was after me. I just got a report card. It had a A, B, C, D, F. It had, it had them numbers and different things beside it. Report cards are coming on every Christian. Because we're going to stand before God one of these days and He's going to judge us based on our life. He's going to judge us based off what we did for Him. We don't, we're, not working based, we're not working to earn our salvation. We're working because of our salvation. He saved us and He's made us free. Report cards are coming. So we need to finish well. And you say, you say Brother Shannon, we're just now starting. I, I realize that. We're just now starting. We're just now starting actually in, in ministry. With me, I've been here, what, a couple of months now? We're just now really getting started, and it's been sort of a, a stutter start, to say the least. It's like the, the gun starts, and we... Now, oh, false start, go back to the line. The gun starts, nope, go back to the line. It's just been stop, start, stop, start. It's hard. But guys, there's an end coming. Think about, look... This is a reality. There's people that are not sitting in the pews this morning who were sitting in the pews this time last year. Life happened. God saw fit to take them home. Their journey ended. Their race stopped. Their, their finish line. They crossed their line. They have, they have arrived. Here we are. We've not arrived yet. We're still running our race. We're still on this journey. We're still living our Christian life. And I get it. Let me go ahead and tell you. I absolutely get it. Here we are. We're living as Christians in a, in a world. We're living as Christians. And we still have school. We still have work. We still have life. We still have all of that stuff that everybody else has. But we got one thing different. We got a standard. We've got a standard of holiness. We've got a standard that you and I must live up to. I can't water it down for you. I can't say that it's not there. I can't say, oh, by the way, you get a, a break or a pass on this one. No, we're all having to live up to the standard of Christ. 
And we're going to be judged, our life, our thoughts, our actions, our attitudes, everything that you and I have to do in this world will be judged. Report cards are coming. God's going to, we're going to stand before God and I've, I've struggled my entire ministry to try to figure out what it's going to look like. Is it going to be a massive screen like these to where our life is flashed before us in a moment and we see the, the dirty stuff, we see the, the mountains, yes, we see the, we see the goods. We see the times that we served and nobody else saw it. We see the times that we gave and loved when nobody else saw it. He sees it. He sees everything. And that moment, we're going to, it's all going to be flashed before us. And I don't know what it's going to look like, but we're going to be judged on it. On what? On our lives. On what we're doing right now. So we can't do anything about 2020. We can't do anything about the years gone by. We've, if we were to all walk up here and just give time to talk about the mistakes that we've made, we'd be here a very long time. And some of you say, well, if I had to walk up, we'd be there the rest of the day just talking about me. Guess what? You're not the only one like that. We all have a list that would just go on and on and on. But here's the thing. We're here today and there's nothing we can do about that back there. There's nothing we can do about yesterday. There's nothing we can do about the mistakes of the past. But there's everything we can do about what's to come. There's everything. You and I have absolute, total control over everything you and I individually do. Remember, hey you, follow me. You, I'm not talking about him to the left or to the right. Hey you, you. You have control over you. You have control over your attitudes, over your thoughts, over what comes out of this, over where these take you, over what these watch and what these listen to. You have total control. Can't blame anybody. You, me, we. We can't do anything about the past. But we can do everything about from right here on forward. Guys, if there's one desire that I have for us is that we all finish well. Finish well. Finish well. Think about it. I've often said, and I'll use this illustration quite a bit. I'm what now? 40, how old am I now? 44? 44. Wow. I used to be up here. A book. A book. Turn with me to a passage quickly. Go to Psalm 139. Let's read that together. Psalm 139 says this. This isn't sticky. This is just go there. One thirty-nine. look at verse 16. Before you were born, before you were born, God knew everything there was to know about you. 
And in in Psalm 139, verse 16, the Bible says, Your eyes have seen my unformed substance. So you want to know my view on life? It's the biblical view on life. The unformed substance is life. Before it's all this, it's life. Well, the Bible, Bible says so. But look at what it says. You, your eyes have seen my unformed substance, and in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. In God's book, in God's sovereign plan for you, book, books have covers, books have fronts, and books have backs. God's not sitting over the edge of eternity waiting on you to move to write down the next moment of your book or the next line in your book. Some of you out there with your legs crossed, God's not sitting in eternity waiting on her to uncross her legs. God's, some of you are out there like this. God's not sitting in eternity waiting on you to... She uncrossed her arms. No, the Bible says, And in your book were all written for me the days when as yet there was not one of them. God already knows. And here's the thing. Early on in ministry, I turned to the front of the book because I was younger. And I said, well, look, here I am. I'm 20-something. And I've got all these years left. But here I am. I'm now... 40-something. But that's only in a perfect world. You realize it? Because in all reality, that for me could be 44. Or that could be 44. Put you in it. Hey, I'm I'm 50. I'm 50. I'm halfway. I got another 50 years to go. No, you may have, you may be in the maps already and not know it. Okay? You may be living the maps. You may be 20 and in the maps. You may be 40 and somewhere over in Jude. You see what I mean? We don't know when it's we don't know when our time's up. So, with that being a universal reality, why not we do everything we can with the time that we currently have left? In spite of what went on last year, in spite of what may happen this year, I'm going to finish the rest of my race, the rest of my life, the rest of my journey, the rest of my time here on this earth. I'm going to run it well. I'm going to live my life in such a way that brings honor and glory to King Jesus. I'm going to live my life in such a way that, and we're going to go back. I told you, we're in 1 Corinthians. We're going to get there because there's a reason for all of this. Listen, we got heaven and we, we, we think about heaven and we, we blow the future way out of proportion. It's going to be great and going to be grand and all that, but there's a judgment that you and I are going to face even as believers 
Because we're going to either receive or lose rewards based off what? How we're living right now. How we're carrying ourselves. We don't lose our salvation. Salvation, God has us in the palm of His hand based on, based on Christ and the finished work of Jesus. Not on our works, not on our goodness, not on anything like that. But guys, the rest of our life, the rest of your time on this earth, finish well. Run it well. Run it hard. Live it strong. Remember the song, Live Like You Were Dying? Who was it that sung that? His daddy died. Remember Tim McGraw? Remember he wanted to go skydiving and Rocky Mountain climbing and get on a bull Fu Manchu for 3.8 seconds or whatever? I don't want to go bull riding. It hurts. I don't want to go skydiving. I don't care about none of those things Tim wanted him to do. But guys, live like you're dying. Live like, you know, what if you wake up this morning, morning Jesus, I may see you this afternoon. I'm going to do everything I can to please you till I get there. Because we all may see him tonight. Or you may see him next week. Or you may see him a month from now. Or you may see him 10 years from now. Or you may see him, listen Christian, you may see him 50 years from now. But guess what? We're going to see him. And when we see him, when we see him face to face, we're going to have to give an account for this life. For how we carried ourselves in this life. And we'll stand before him without excuse. Why? Because he gave us his spirit. He gave us his word. He gave us his conviction. He told us what's coming. We can't say we didn't know. We know. Look at it. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, beginning verse 10. Beginning verse 10. Paul here writing to the church of Corinth says, According to the grace of God which was given to me like a wise master builder, I laid a foundation and another is building on it. Okay? You say, yeah, but... I didn't sign up for all of that. If you're a Christian and you're a believer and you've trusted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are building on the foundation of truth, which is Christ. Your life is being built up on Christ. You say, well, in my life, I just show up on church and bring my Bible and sit with my, sit with my family. And a lot of people are just like that. They don't view what they're doing as anything big and anything eternal as anything. But each man must be careful how he builds on it. Look at verse 11. For no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. There is an exclusive exclusiveness there is a there is Christ aloneness about life Bible says over in Romans it says for from him and through him and to him are all things to him be the glory forever and ever amen 
everything is from Him and through Him and to Him. That doesn't mean, yeah, but I have my job. I have my social life. I have my personal life. I have my private life. I have my my public life, my church life. The Bible doesn't compartmentalize like we do. That's a danger. That's one of those lies that Satan put out there many, 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 many forevers ago. Satan says, guys, be honest. How many of your best, best friends know you're here this morning? How many of your best friends know you're here this morning? How many of your acquaintances know you're here this morning? How many of your coworkers, your classmates know you're sitting inside of a worship service this morning? How many of your best friends, acquaintances, coworkers, classmates know you're a believer? See, we compartmentalize. We have our church life. We have our church friends, our church world. We have our church. Burns me up. I hear it all the time. I get reported. People tell me the sickness things. They say, oh, you ought to see him at work. You ought to see her at work. You ought to hear, you ought to hear his mouth at work. You ought to hear his language at work. You ought to see what he does on the weekend. You ought to see how she lives on the weekend. He's the sweetest little Sunday school teacher I've ever known. He does an amazing job in the choir. He's the best deacon I had, I thought. We compartmentalize. Yeah, we come in and we, 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 we dress like this and we fix ourselves up because this is church. No, the Bible says there is no other foundation For no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid. There is no other foundation. There's not, we're not building a life on top of a foundation of work, on on top of a foundation of career, on the top, even on the foundation of family. No, we're, we're building on Christ. And when we see our life through that lens, that wait a second, everything that I do is either from Him or through Him or to Him, all things are His, then there is room for, well, this is my time. There is no your time. It's His time He gave you. And in your book were written all the days when as yet there was not one of them. How much time you got left you know, I hear this in my own heart and I think how much time I've wasted. You know, and, 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 and our first thought is, well, you wasted it with your kids or you wasted it with your, in your marriage. You've been married 20 years now. You should have you really spent and, and poured deeper and loved stronger in the early years. No, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with Christ. I can't do nothing. I can't go back and redo 2019. I can't go back and redo 2015. I can't go back and redo 2000. But I got right now. You got right now. I want to get there. Come on. Verse 12. Now, if any man builds on the foundation with 
Gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw. Verse 13, each man's work will become evident for the day. What is the day? The day of judgment. will show it because it is to be revealed with fire. And the fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. If any man's work which he has built on it remains, he will receive a reward. If any man's work is burned up, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Can you imagine? We get to that moment and life is splashed before us. You know, it's only after that that God wipes away the tears. It's only after the judgment that God wipes away the tears. Can you imagine what it's going to be like? See, we think we're going to die and it's going to be amazing. We're going to live happily ever after and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, but we've got we to give an account. I'm not saying you're going to lose your salvation. I'm saying we're losing rewards by, by foolishly ignoring the time foolishly ignoring the urgency that we don't have forever and we can't just live how I want to and right before I die on my dying bed, on my deathbed I'm going to give my life, I'm going to turn it over when I get that, when the doctor comes in and tells me you have six months to live then I'm going to go out and witness to everybody I know when I got six months to live, I'm going to go out and I'm going to be the greatest evangelist this world's ever heard. I'm going to, be a, I'm going to love stronger and I'm going, to, I'm going to do all of this. Why wait till then? Chapel Hill Baptist Church, why wait till then? Everything you're doing is either, is either gold, silver, precious stones, Wood, hay, or stubble. Gold, silver, precious stones. Wood, hay, and stubble. And they're going to go through the fire. God's going to test them. They either were done for His glory, for His namesake, done for His kingdom, done to make much of Him. What was done for Him will carry through. What was not will get burnt up and we lose it. We're saved. We're saved. But there are so many Christians who are going to get on the other side of that judgment. And the only thing they're going to have. They're going to have no crowns to throw at the feet of Jesus. They're going to have no rewards to give to the feet of Jesus. They're going to have nothing to give back. They're just going to be sitting there. I want every crown I can get. I want every reward that's available. Why? So that I can sit there and wear them and run around and say, look at me. Know that I can throw them back and, and give them to the one who made it available. Who made it possible for me. Church, finish well. Right now, commit in your heart, commit in your life that look, you know what, from this day forward, I can't do anything about the past. For some of us, we need to go up to people and say, look, I'm sorry, I was an idiot yesterday, I was a mess up yesterday, but I'm different today. And you know what you do from that? Just go be different. 
Yeah, but they won't. They will look at me funny. Who cares? They look at you funny anyway. You just are walking away from them when they're looking at you funny. The only thing that matters now is what are we doing for Christ? What are we building on? Look at verse 5 of chapter 4. Therefore do not go on passing judgments before the time. But wait until the Lord comes who will both bring to light the things hidden in the darkness... And disclose the motives of men's hearts. And then each man's praise will come to him from God. Our motives, our hidden, our secret. Go over to Ecclesiastes. Look at the end of Ecclesiastes. Look at Ecclesiastes chapter 12. What is the conclusion? Here we are at the beginning and we've already got the end in sight. Finish well, Chapel Hill. Finish well, believer. Finish well. Listen, if there's anything we ought to do in this year's, we should say finish well. We want to finish well. We want to do everything and we want to finish well. We want, we want our marriage to finish well. So live every single day of our life in such a way that when we do end, when it all says is, is ended, whether it's today or, or this time next year or ten years from now, we will have lived our life in such a way that we were pleasing to God. Look at Ecclesiastes. Chapter 12, verse 13, the conclusion when all has been heard is fear God, keep his commandments, because this applies to every person. For God will bring every act to judgment, everything which is hidden, whether it is good or evil. Finish well. That means for some of us, we just got to stop doing things. For some of us, the hidden motives. Here, here the, Solomon, the writer, says everything which is hidden, whether it's good or evil, the secret stuff. Paul tells the church there in Corinth that God will di disclose the motives of men's hearts. You know what that means? That right now we don't commit to a preacher or commit to a group or commit to a family member or a spouse. We don't commit to anybody because we, God, that, that, that motive is wrong. We don't say, hey, I'm going to be a better, honey, I, I've, I've not been who I needed to be. I'm going to be a better husband. I'm going to be a better wife. I'm going to be a better son. I'm going to be a better daughter. That's not who we're committing ourselves to. We're committing ourselves to the Lord. We say, Lord God, I can't do nothing about yesterday, and I'm sorry. You know what that is? That's confession. That's repentance. Lord, I've messed up. Lord, I've wasted. I've wasted a lot of my life. I've wasted. I'm 44. Let's say I make it to 88. Some Moseses go a long time. Lord, I've wasted a lot of my last half, first half of my life. I wasted a lot of it. I chased useless things. I got passionate about useless things. I got upset about useless things. I hurt people. I got angry. I, 
I was vengeful, I was jealous, I was bitter, I was backstabbing. God, I was a mess up. Lord, I don't want to do that no more. God, I want to finish well. I want to finish the rest of my life. I want to run the rest of my life as hard as I can, as fast as I can. I want to build on you, Jesus. I want want my life to count. I want the things that I do to count. I want the things that I am involved in to count for you and your glory and your namesake. You want to see revival happen? You want to see... You want to see transformation happen? Commit to finishing well. Finishing well is forward thinking. has nothing to do with the past. Listen, I'm going to just finish my life. I'm I'm just going to do it. That's... That's not in the conversation. What's in the conversation is how I, how you live from this day forward. How do you want your story to end? How do you want your story to end? Huh? We're going to stand before God and the screen's going to play and we're going to see some mess up. We're going to see some mountains and we're going to see Jesus and we're going to see the cross. and We're going to have that intercessor who's going to stand in the gap for us and he's going to be our only hope at that moment. But we're going to face judgment. How do you want your story to end? Because you can't do nothing about the past. How do you want it to end? I want us to bow our heads. I want us to bow our heads and I want you right there where you are. Bow your heads and talk to, talk to the Lord. Ask Him right now. Ask Him this question. Say, Lord God in heaven. How do you want my story to end? Say, what needs to change, Lord? What do I need to start doing? Father God in heaven, as we stand before you, as we sit before you in your presence, you are good. God, I thank you for your long-suffering, your long-suffering mercy. and God, you overlook a multitude of our sins. It's all because of your grace. We're so unworthy of your mercy. We're so unworthy, Jesus, of what you did for us there on the cross. We know our hidden motives. We know the secret things. We know what's in the dark. And in spite of all that, you give us a brand new chance right now to put all that behind us. And start today living the rest of our lives for you. Finishing our lives. Finishing our race. Finishing our journey. Finishing the course that you have laid out for us. We'll give you praise for what you're about to do. We need your help, Lord. We have addictions and we have tendencies and we have 
strongholds and we have things that we just are drawn to that, Lord, it sickens us, it, it's wrong. Lord, please free us, release us. Holy Spirit of God, I pray that you would move amongst this room. We rebuke you, Satan, in Jesus' name. You have no power, you have no authority, you're defeated. You have no power over any family, over any individual. You are defeated in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit of God, bring release to those that are desperately pleading with you, screaming in their spirit, Lord, for freedom from things that hold them back, Lord, that keep them in bondage. I pray for freedom from the flesh, freedom from addictions, freedom from anything. Holy Spirit of God, you hear your children's prayers. We plead with you in Christ's name. Amen.